It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why have we got a Stockport County shirt on? Um, I can't remember now. I think my sister got me it. Um, because... I didn't ask you that. That's not why I asked you, was it? <laughs> You've answered a different question there. <laughs> well, I mean, why I own one? I mean, it's probably a bigger question, isn't it? it seems like a weird. Mimi thing does that to... all the time. Like, I'll text her when I'm in the shop saying, "Have we got garlic?" And she replies saying, "Oh, I love garlic." <laughs> Stop! I laugh. I'm in the shop. I'm in the shop now. <laughs> you should know her policy on garlic. It's a very binary. I love her I policy. Think. I know how much she likes it. That's, but I need to know if we've got any or not. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I'm probably going to part with a good, a good thick part of about ninety p for a new bulb. That we may not need. Thick part. It's the Luca Peach. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Lukey Moo. We've talked about two things uh, in the pre-show meeting, uh, <laughs> one of which was uh, why do you never see uh, men with little bits of toilet roll on their faces after they've um, shaved, cut themselves shaving, uh, yeah. and also um, why doesn't Lukey Moo use um, pre-chopped garlic in vinegar? In vinegar? Well, it I've comes never in even a, heard of a, such a product. It comes in a solute. It comes in a solution, I believe, which I think might be vinegar. Might I've be got salt. a garlic press, know. and I'll use it. I'm happy to use it. But it just stinks. Everything just stinks after you've pressed garlic. So do you, know what little hack, do you want a little hack? Um, on, on the tissue paper on the face thing, there are several mm. mainstream comedians who get a lot out of that. That's a yeah, good observation reckon? they like. That's the Thanks. kind of observation they like, isn't it? Okay. Well, I mean, it, but it's but it's a sort of reference that nobody under the age of thirty five would understand because you you know the metrosexual wave of the nineties, uh, possibly eighties, um, where we nah, all started 90. to take care of ourselves, um, uh, means that nobody will just walk out out and about the town with little bits of toilet paper on their face. Yeah, that's it's true. It's yeah. true. It, you, I feel like you used to see it quite a lot on, yeah. on the garlic side of things. A little hack for you. If you rub your hands on anything stainless steel, mm. you'll get the smell of garlic off them. We've we've done this. I think we did this with shoving bread in your lips for um, onion. It, it it gets what? we do sort of veer towards you know like somebody suggested to stop yourself crying when you cut onions, which we spoke about um, on this show. You put a bit of bread in your top lip or wear goggles or all these kind of. We had loads <laughs> of bread in your top lip. Yeah, Man. I think that was Imagine one of the comes tips over that came in. That. Well, yeah, that's one of the things that came in. Um, but yeah, so they um, people are suggesting that, and and we do sort of veer into Bella uh, magazine top tips sometimes, yeah. don't we? Like, and then you then we easily segue into the kind of stories that they have in Bella, like I'm being haunted by my brother's wife's yeah. ghost or whatever. Um, can I just give you another quick tip? Okay, um, yeah. A slice of bread is good for picking up broken glass off the floor. 
That's not a bad shout, actually. But I mean, you don't want to eat that after that, do you? No. <laughs> Your don't worst eat enemy. It. Do oh, not eat oh it. my worst enemy just sent me a sandwich. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, Peter, how are you? What are you been up to? How, how do you feel post? I know we had a show on Monday, but you know, further mm. post Easter break, spring is in the air. Spring has sprung. You are yeah. looking absolutely resplendent in your mustache and the Stockport County shirt combination. It's, How are you feeling? It's uh, you know, it's my it'll be my fit for the summer. Um, a mustache, shit hair, and a Stockport County top. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm still on the lookout for Easter chocolate. Easter chocolate on the floor. And, yeah, well, I've got some um, bad news about that. Well, I haven't seen much this year, so oh, I'm, I, I may have let everyone down by saying there's always chocolate all over the gaff. Um, we did one of our famous Luke and Pete show polls mm. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and the most recent poll we did before this was the blockbuster barn-burning poll about whether you would take slippers around to someone else's house, which I was on the receiving end the of. The business end of, yeah. Terrible result for me. Mm. Um, but I've bounced back because um, <laughs> producer Rory... Um, did a poll saying, have you seen much chocolate on the street around Easter this year? Uh, <laughs> the options were, yes, it was everywhere, or no, Pete's talking trash. And yes, it was everywhere, only garnered 11.7% of the vote. Mm. And you talking trash was uh, was voted for by an astonishing 88.3% of responders. So it doesn't feel like this year there was that much chocolate on the street around Easter. No. Okay. Immediate reactions? I mean- I, I mean, I'll say that I'll, I'll say that that has been backed up by maybe just people are the, the the cost of living crisis. People aren't so free and easy with their with their drop chocolate True. this year. That's a fair point, actually. Mm. And whatever perhaps whatever became of the company Kinnerton? Do you remember the company Kinnerton? K i n n e r t o n. And you never saw them. You never saw them at all until two calendar events came to pass each year one was um advent calendars right super cheap advent calendars with really horrible chocolate inside and they would do a proper basement priced easter egg with really I, I can't thick foil th- around I, it but i can't help but think that this is one of this is this would be your stand-up set um and, Fucking hell. and started and, badly, and, it? and started very bad. much and very much i i have never heard of kinnerton I don't remember the logo. I don't remember the chocolate. I don't remember what they're up to around Easter or uh, or Christmas or whatever. So yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those ones where maybe around your part of of Portsmouth or your neck of the woods, um, maybe there was more Kinnerton line around. Well, the joke's on you because it looks like they've got the um, the license to do um, Peppa Pig Easter eggs and Paws Patrol. Okay, right. So okay. they well, are still look, around. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> They've also done a Crayola decorate your own chocolate Easter egg. You, I mean, I, I don't want to work for my chocolate. I, I do nah. not want to work for my chocolate. I just want to get it in there. I ate a, um, what are those ones? Lindor. I, 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 a Lindor one. Yeah. And I ate, we got a Kit Kat one as well. well oh, I've been mashing really well down the chocolate. Roll out the Lindor in a cost of living crisis. <laughs> I believe it's it outrageous. was a gift. I, believe, I bought Sarah an uh, Easter egg and then she gave it straight to her mum. Outrageous. That's gift. That's re-gifting. That's all the that rage these re- days. That is re-gifting. It is. I, um, yeah, I took um, Easter eggs to our family mm. um, for for lunch around my sisters and I just did a big free-for-all. I bought like, there was like seven people there so I bought like seven eggs I said, look, first come, first serve, help yourself. They're all kind of mm. roughly the same uh, with the exception of my nephew, Lenny, who's nearly two, who got a little Peter Rabbit one. He was very happy with that. He liked the Peter Rabbit little cuddly toy you got with it, but he Mm. chiefly um, just wanted to eat the chocolate straight away. 
Yeah, that, that that's fair. I mean, I I kind of did the same as soon as I opened the uh, dogs uh, dog chocolate uh, Easter egg. You, with dog chocolate, you think that it's going to be like this kind of weird thing, but it's not. It just tastes like sugary chocolate. I mean, it did it does taste like chocolate. Dog chocolate Easter egg does taste like chocolate, and the right, dogs so I think enjoyed apparently it. Apparently, it uses this thing called carob, as it, oh. it, it, which is basically a way of getting it to taste chocolatey without using the active ingredient in maybe cocoa. Yeah, well, well carob was what, carob nibs and stuff, they were kind of uh, all, the, all the rage at one time, weren't they, for people who wanted to... No, you're thinking a of bit cacao of a sweet nibs. Tooth. Oh, am I? All right. Yeah, okay, cacao nibs are something different. That, That's like a very bitter, um, almost like chocolate... Not substitutes, I think it is one of the active ingredients maybe, but yeah, mm. like, boxers use that a lot. Boxers use that what for um, for candy for not um... yeah so like at the end of the day you know they want to, they want something sweet they kind of use that oh interesting yeah cool. um, what's your cut off for chocolate were you I mean because I know you said something before you all eat um, confectionery as it were mm. like it's like it's proper food right yeah what's your cut off in the morning you so I would never I, I would never eat chocolate or anything like that before about probably before lunch I, I'd have to have it after lunch at the earliest what's mm. your kind of policy on that. Um, <laughs> I've only had two Florentines this morning. Have you? <laughs> it's it's ten forty-two. Yeah, it's ten forty-two, and I've had two Florentines. I do love a Florentine. Very underrated. Peanuts, nuts. Yes, yeah, good. Goddamn, yeah, toffee. Oh, do you mind me making chocolate. a quick comment about the the recipe of a Florentine, though? Uh, okay. I feel like you get different types of them, and I think when people go over the top with the caramel and it becomes too brittle, that's mm. where I kind of check out of it. Right, okay. I like them to be soft and chewy and malleable. Mm. I, I think, um, yeah, they, I mean, it's just sweepings, isn't it? If, you, if yeah. you've got a factory that makes any kind of How chocolate can goods, yeah. you can just sort of like make it from the shit from the other the, the other lines, I suppose. So, yeah. What's everyone got this week? Chuck it over. Chuck it's like tea it bags, over. that's what tea bags is. Sweepings, yeah, yeah. Tea bags is like the the leftover sweeping, like grind ground down into put into bags. Like the proper tea is like the loose leaf tea and stuff. Is that true? I don't I think, think that's so. true. I think you're, you, I think you're going you crazy. It? <laughs> I've got something to show you, by the way. Do you want to see it? Uh oh. As promised, hold it up to the camera. Can you see that? Uh, uh I can see Metropolitan Police on the top left. Total policing. Total policing. Uh, this is my fixed penalty notice. It came through yesterday. I paid it. Is this the? Uh, is that the one where you stayed on one of those boxes for too long? No, this is for the cycling. Remember, I told you. Oh yes, of course. You have to be a naughty cycler. I remember now. Yeah, so Fantastic. I got it through, paid it. Um, I didn't realise you can actually um, you can actually select to do uh, rather than pay the money, mm. you can select to do what they call an educational course. Um, right. Where you presumably, um, as part of their safe and considerate cycling scheme. You can spend two hours hearing about why you shouldn't ride a bike through a left a red light. Do that then. Why bother with the bl- just stick the zoom on, I nod your that. head, move your mouse around. Beautiful. I thought that, but then I thought, you know what? I thought, Pete, I'm not getting any younger. My time is priceless. <laughs> bi- even a billionaire with all that money can't buy a second of uh, of time back. So I thought, you know what? I'll just pay the money. Speaking of billionaires, did you see that um, or hear that Elon Musk did an interview with? Um, a BBC tech journalist for the first time, I think, certainly since he's bought Twitter, but for the first time in a very long time, he gave an interview to a mainstream media outlet. Right, okay, yeah. You'll be, you'll be unsurprised that no, it didn't go very well. <laughs> Did he, because uh, uh, he's, he's mainly been, uh, I didn't Twitter um, HQ 
remove the word W, so it said titter, um, <laughs> this week. So you enjoyed it. You enjoyed that. I mean, what I would say is that if they've got people who look after the buildings, you know, and he's a billionaire, um, you could have just removed the letter W from Twitter HQ. Um, but what they did is they just covered it up with a vinyl covering, the same colour as the background. And it's like, well, you've not really removed the letter there, have you? You haven't Why's got, got any it? sort of conviction for your, for your thing. So, yeah, they just... Why did um, they, they do it in the first place? Because Elon thought it would be a funny joke. Yeah, because it says tits, because the word tit is in there. It's, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> because the interview he gave to the BBC... The talk is that it was supposed to be half an hour, but it went mm. on for an hour and a half because, quote unquote, Elon enjoyed it so much. And I'm sure he did, mm. but a large portion of it sounded a lot like he was making stuff up as he was going along. Right, okay. He basically said at one point that, because um, the, the journalist asked him why the New York Times don't have a verified check mark anymore. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, they're you know, a very storied, um, you know, in my view, at least, anyway, like they've got Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. They're, you know, they're a good outlet, and, and and the guy was making the obvious point, which is, you know, that what's the point of verification if someone like the New York Times aren't going to get it? And he started he started saying, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're doing fine without it, fine, which is a reasonable point, I suppose. Yeah. But but then he said, and you know, you have to wonder how good the journalism is anyway, because in my opinion. If they weren't there to, I mean, it's not going ever going to the journalism work. The story isn't ever going to be as good as someone who was there to witness the event, and they're never there to actually witness the event. And I was like, you could say that about anything. I mean, you know, you know, you're sending people to space all the time. You're not actually going to space, but you're fairly confident it's happening, mm. even though you're not there to. What kind of argument is that for apparently the world's richest man, the world's one of the world's most successful people? To me, it felt like the kind of thing an eight-year-old would say. The, the man is is particularly thick for a man who's. Um, I think he is as well. So much financially. Can you get away with saying that though? What that he's thick? Yeah, of course you can. No, but I mean you can get away with saying it. But does it, is, it, is, it, is it an opinion that has much traction? Would people go, "Oh, yeah, you're talking shit there" because he can't be that thick because of how? I, th- I think people. I think some. Uh, there's quite a notable tweet where he sort of said um, uh, he um, he spoke about. He's, what was his kind of thing? It was like, yeah, electric cars. I, I don't know anything about electric cars, but when everyone says that he's a fucking genius, I believed that. You know, when when he said he's a genius about electric car, I believed it because I don't know anything about electric cars. Yeah. Um, when he went into space, or you know, these rockets or whatever, I didn't know anything about the rockets and space travel. Um, so when people say he's a genius, I presume he's a genius. Um, and now he's in my yard and he's talking about the back end of programming and Twitter and stuff like that, and he goes. Oh, he is a fucking idiot because <laughs> he's in my yard now. Has that been your direct so, experience? Uh, well, I mean, he's clear. I mean, he has clearly made massively weird missteps uh, and tried to run uh, a, a hugely um, complicated company in a very, very strange way. And he's tanked it. He's fucked it. He's he's removed many of the good things about Twitter. He's, he's he's gutted the API connections in the back end because they were computationally expensive and, and it, it was it's just very much like he's done the exact same thing an investment banker or, you know, someone in the city would do. Walk into a company and go, What's that doing? That's not serving any financial purpose. That's a, and and stripping and, it all back basically. Stripping it all back. But but stripping it all back with no fundamental idea about how that will affect. It's fundamentally broken now. Everything's fucked. But I will say Taking the blue, uh, sorry, maintaining everyone's uh, legacy blue marks and um, basically putting a sign saying this could either be a legacy blue mark um, from back in the day or 
they could have subscribed to Twitter Blue is a fucking brilliant joke and everyone getting upset on Twitter going, I didn't pay for it. I'm not paying for it. It's a legacy black mark. Oh, dear. Mm. Fucking funny. Everyone getting very upset about their blue checks because it looks like they've paid for it. Fucking It's a lot of money to pay for, like, just to troll people for a joke because you want to have friends and be accepted, though, isn't it? What do you mean? As in, like... Well, like, everything he does feels to me... Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like the same way a lot of these guys... Like, I'd say Piers Morgan's like this. I would say that uh, there's a number of people, that successful men of a certain age, and as a as an unsuccessful man of a certain age, I feel like I can uh, comment on this. They just want to be liked, don't they? Mm. Like, when Twitter first... When, when Elon Musk first bought Twitter, he did, like, a really weird, almost, like, music hall-era joke where he walked in holding a sink, saying, let that sink in. <clears throat> yeah, it, It's yeah. a bit like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like if you just want to be liked there are far cheaper ways of doing yeah. that i mean you could have like a normal midlife crisis start a stand-up career i don't know buy a motorbike or whatever but you've got the money i like the uh i can't wait for you to start a stand-up look i cannot wait uh when do you reckon I, uh, it'll be what year do you reckon it'll be i don't know I, ju- I just think we should cajole you into doing a tight five at the comedy store a tight five at uh hen and chickens of do you a know what, do what annoys me is that you know that i think that I would be pretty good at it. <laughs> and I do think that, and that annoys me. But I can't help but think that. Yeah, and it annoys yeah. me how seen it makes me feel. <laughs> but I'll never oh, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll never do it. What was the question? I can't remember what the question was. Uh, the question was, it's, yeah, it's just, look, it's not, it's not an astute observation. It's been made a million times before. It's just a midlife crisis. I find it interesting. I find it interesting that we have this cacus cacistocratic idea of society these days where the people who seem to be the least qualified to do things actually do do them mm. and i find that quite an interesting thing whether that's like the uk government or elon musk i know that because i did where's my jetpack with sarah um which is another stack show and um i don't want to put words in her mouth because you know she's a, she's immensely qualified in this field and knows much more about it than i ever will so i don't want to misquote her but i do think the spacex achievements i think are kind of pretty well respected. I mean, they're, they're quite a long way ahead of a lot of other commercial space enterprises and what they're trying right. to do with things like reusable rockets and really, and they've overcome quite a lot of barriers to what would be in the way for people to sustainably at least kind of explore near space. Mm. They've done quite a lot of, of, have made quite a lot of progress in that. And he's obviously have some kind of um, say in that and, and yeah. obviously is at least partly responsible for it I suppose but other than that he just seems like a complete f- I mean honestly I was listening to it Pete it wasn't even I'm not just trying to be edgy or trying to be like you know, I'm, I'm cooler than him or whatever I was listening to it thinking fucking hell this guy's a moron I mean you got him doing that and you sort of when, when you know new crazy people sort of appear you do sort of go well look I'll, I'll i'll just rely on the old classics you know the, the the people who are tried and trusted and true um people like when it comes to like a moral kind of code people like the dalai lama i mean you just sort of look <laughs> yeah you just sort of look at uh, people like that and sort of go look I, I i need to rely on the old guard so to speak for my moral um aptitude <laughs> my moral interests um the headline I read for this, mm. for those who don't know it, mm. uh, the NPR headline was, the Dalai Lama apologises for asking a young boy to suck his tongue. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's, you do take a little bit of a step back from what's happening in the world these days and go, is that Chris Morris? <laughs> I just... Well, the thing that gets me is that 
I was having a heated debate in the car with um, Sarah yesterday going, no, he didn't, the kid did not suck his tongue. And she said, he did. I saw the video. He was sucking the, the, the Dalai Lama's tongue. I said, like, it didn't happen. He just said he wanted it to happen. And I'm like, why are we even having to discuss this? <laughs> why are we even having to discuss that the Dalai Lama's asking little boys to suck his tongue? Good God. And Can then, we just have a, just a few days off? <laughs> the, eco, the ecosystem is also really, like, like the ecosystem's really predictable in media as well now. Mm. So, like, every outlet that obviously feels like it has to have a take on this, right? does the exact take that you'd expect them to have. And I'll just, I'll just read the headlines to prove what I mean, right? Yeah. So the Guardian obviously come out and be really critical of it, say, you know, that he needs to retire, et cetera, et cetera. Living, the Dalai Lama is living proof that no one is too soon for retirement or whatever, yeah? No one's too big for retirement, yeah? Right? Uh-huh. The Times go, the Dalai Lama was misguided, but he's not sleazy, yeah? <laughs> and then, this is, this is the greatest one, the Independent... You know, go go, Dalai Lama and the significance of tongue greetings in Tibetan culture. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me! You're kidding me! So all wow. the media outlets do exactly. What, it's so polarized now. Brilliant. All the media outlets just do exactly what you'd expect them to do, yeah. and the whole thing just rolls on, just continues. It's it's a strange old world we live the in. The importance of tongue greetings in. <laughs> Come on yeah. now, yeah. Let's stop this. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. That's the that's the the, the, the red hot take they think it is. But no. um, speaking of red hot takes, I was well surprised on Monday to hear uh, you on the ramble on Monday, and I wasn't on it. Right. Um, and um, you appeared to f- to think that Tom Cruise's character in Top Gun was just called Top Gun. Well, I mean, I think the the, the which section would be good. In, the section in question. Um, I mean, why he can't be called Top Gun? I do he not should know. Be. Goose, what's his name? Maverick. Maverick. Is it? Yeah. But what's his call sign? What's his actual name? Uh, Pete Mitchell. His actual name is. Is it Pete Mitchell? It's why do I know Pete that? I, that is his name. I do know that for a from, fact. From the uh, from the Virgin Radio show, Pete and Jeff. Pete Mitchell. Uh, yeah, very similar, similar yeah. kind of characters. Yeah, but his yeah. name's Pete Mitchell, but his, his call sign's Maverick. But I think the film would be better if he was named from birth Top Gun. Yeah, I look. I I I love those kind of Twitter accounts where they get films and they sort of um, uh, and they pretend that um, someone from the film says the name of the film. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and that is why you're you're a real top, top gun, gun to, to Maverick. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't. I, I was in the. I was at the end of a very long rant, and I forgot momentarily that he was not called Top Gun. But if he was called Top Gun, that would be absolutely fine. Is that is that how you think films work? So do you think that you know Richard Attenborough's character in Jurassic Park was called Jurassic Park? Yeah. <laughs> who's like, it, oh, who's in the, who's in the caravan? We're trying to do this dig for dinosaur bones. It's uh, Jurassic Park, Mister Jurassic yeah. Park. Like that would Arlo be good. Parks. That would make films a lot more interesting. I would say. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I guess in some cases it is the case, like Indiana Jones. Um, mm. Peter, can I also um, just chuck something out there that um, I think you might be interested in? And that's the I read the other day that um, everything, well, not everything, but a lot of stuff that people feel is the case about dinosaurs um, is wrong mm. because the latest understanding is that they actually had quite big lips. Right, okay. Which is an amazing development. Yeah. <sighs> I guess you wouldn't sort of know that they had big lips from the bones, would you? 
So, that, so to confirm it, so a paleontologist did say to confirm we need to find a really well preserved like dinosaur, right? That we're fairly certain based on things we can glean from what we know already that you know the, all the all the kind of artist impressions and and depictions of dinosaurs yeah. um, are basically wrong because they would have hid all their massive teeth behind quite big lips and i just i just didn't see it coming the same way i didn't no. see dalai lama doing that tongue thing i didn't see dinosaur lips being a thing in 2023 yeah it feels it feels, it feels more like more evidence that we're living in a gigantic simulation <laughs> i just i mean how how do they, have they told us how they know that that dinosaurs have big old lovely lips? No, big I don't think so. Harlan lips. I don't think so. I, th- I think that um, I think that it's to do probably with the structure of the bones and how they kind of uh, part of it might be the way that they um, develop impressions or ideas or it might be some AI thing actually where they run. They, they probably put the bone structure together and they, they simulate how they would have moved and simulate mm. how their mouth would have moved and it would have suggested certain things. But what, what, what I find really interesting about dinosaurs, and we don't talk about it enough, I don't think, is that do you know what year dinosaurs were discovered? Do I know what year dinosaurs were discovered? I'm going to take a guess at 1830. The answer is actually eighteen twenty four. There you go. That's just too bad, is it? Pretty good. Not but too not far think, away. Do you not think that's that is an incredible fact? I mean, it's an incredible fact that um, <laughs> that they were probably found before. And they went, ah, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't deal with that. Can't deal with that. I, I've for got, I've years, got, everyone's got diseases. But for <laughs> thousands of years, no out. one, no one even knew about the existence of dinosaurs at all. Yeah. Until I mean, until two hundred years ago. So what was the sort of formal kind of identification? They're going, right, that's not a goat. <laughs> that's too yeah. big to be an elephant. What's this? I found another goat. It's massive. Teeth is huge. <laughs> massive goat. Um, I, think, I, think, um, I, I think that they just, they obviously, I think it was William Buckland, wasn't it, the geologist, who found, oh. a, um, found a skeleton, essentially. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know what this animal is. I've never seen it before. Mm. Um, and, then they, and then they found out like it was part of a wider family of lizards. Um but then, like, I guess people would say that you know they were they were being discovered, I suppose, accidentally for years before that. But as you've pointed out, no one really said anything. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, fucking weird. Because yeah. I, think, I think actually, if you given that like the way that dinosaur remains are preserved is so, it's actually quite rare. They have to be have to died a certain type of death and be in a certain area to have the bones preserved. So a lot of it's to do with like swamps and like tar mm. pits and stuff, um, and they extrapolate from that because I don't think there's actually a huge amount of kind of samples out there. So I guess people were just stumbling the pond and going, that's a big old bone. Who knows what that is? Don't really care. Yeah. Like you say, I've got other things to worry about. Um, and then it was only really 200 years ago that it actually started to be formalised. I just think it's really interesting because by the time, you know, by the time you start thinking about things like the fossil records, human beings, um, like ways of thinking and philosophies and outlooks are so well established that when mm. something comes along to upset the apple cart like that, people just don't, don't really know what to do. I just, mm. I just thought it was, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting fact. Would you like? I, I, I sort of look at these sort of tar pits. You know, like the ones in Los Angeles, and like they're kind of they're just these massive expanses of black. Um, yeah. Like it just seems bizarre that they wouldn't be exploring those immediately. If I was like 
back in the day, I'd be like wanting to just fish stuff out of that all the time. You'd be like, "What? The, what's in that? That's mad." I'm yeah. just like a block of black stuff, and, yeah. and we're and we're not using it for anything. You're diving in there head first. Exactly. I'm flobbing around. I'm running around the surface like a, you know, as if it's a non-Newtonian fluid or something. Like Daniel, like Daniel Day Lewis, and there will be blood. Exactly. Yeah. Just I want to know in, what's going on. Covered in black gold. <laughs> no, that's tar. Ah, oh, is it? Ah, oh, annoying. <laughs> uh, Peter, let's have a quick break because when we come back, we've got to do batteries. I've got a little surprise for you as well. I think you'll you'll be into it. You'll be into it. Lovely. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back with the Luke Pete Show. Every Thursday, we look at battery brands you've found in remote controls, etc. Amy's going to kick us off with, uh, hello, I found this battery in a hotel remote. The most generic of generic submissions. Is it a possible new player? Amy, you flatter to deceive. Uh, maintenance warehouse. <laughs> How do you feel about that as a, as a brand? Um, I don't know. It's definitely been a rebrand, hasn't it? It's definitely... The, the, I, I don't think the maintenance warehouse has a strong enough brand to bother rebranding, to be honest. If I went into a maintenance warehouse and I just saw a load of Everettis, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, but what I would say is that, um, sadly, Amy, you are the second person to send in maintenance <sighs> warehouse batteries Amy. because our friend Stanton Smith sent them in in <sighs> August of last year. So... You're about nine months too late, I'm afraid. Mm. Sorry, Amy. Sorry, yeah, sorry mate. Um, hello to uh, Paul, uh, your self-appointed bodega cat expert, says Paul. Taking a shot here with some batteries I found in a toy we bought for our new puppy that we brought home around the same time. Pete got Sammy. These are all keys. All keys. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Paul, they were sent in in November by ah. our friend Chris. Chris Frost sent those in, so they're not a new player either, I'm afraid. 
Oh, that's a shame. That is a real yeah. shame. Uh, moving on to Kristen's. Um, Luke and Pete, I hope you're both well. Full disclosure, I do not own these batteries. I found them at a store in Seoul where I'm currently on holiday. Uh, I'm not sure if that disqualifies me. I, I think we ran the rule over this earlier. I think it does disqualify a, mm. a person. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think it probably does. Mm. Yeah, I think you need to be you need to really be able to have witnessed the power of the. Uh, the battery and had it yeah. held it in your hand and owned it yeah but yeah. Uh, but the thing is it is a pretty cool example of what he's what he sent in well it's got a little um it's sort of blue with white tips and there's a picture of an electrical symbol and a, a shark i think is that a shark no a, a whale Not i think really it's sure. a sh- i think it's a shark like a cartoon shark where's his fin where's but they're the iq they're branded iCube, aren't they yeah so they are iCube alkaline um, so i think all two- christian all christian needs to do to be fair, mm. Pete, is he just needs to tell a lie? Well, purchase that pack of batteries. Yeah. If he wants to have a new player to enter the game, he needs to mm. go back into that shop, <laughs> purchase that pack of batteries yeah. for what I presume is quite a low price, um, and then he can own the batteries and he can enter the new player into the game. So if he does that bit of admin towards mm. um, the end of the process, we can accept it. Until then, we absolutely cannot. I'm sorry, mate. We we, we tried our best, uh, Kristen, but with the best will in the world, if you're not if you're not buying the batteries. If you're not owning the batteries, and like you will need AA batteries at some point, get involved, mate. Yeah, um, mm. I I've also got this to show you. So um, my sister-in-law SJ visited um, uh, last couple of weeks, mm. and um, she uh, brought a little fan with her. Yeah, and uh, she had popped it, and this battery was in it. Oh, I can't really see through the um, uh, the incredible amounts of uh, compression on my line, but it's blue. It's yellow. What's the name of them? It's Luke? called an E-Circuit Super Heavy Duty. You know what? That sounds like a new player to me. It's a double A. I'm going to search mm. for it now mm. uh, and see what happens. Ah, oh, sadly, there's been three sent in before. Oh, Noah, Joe, and Daniel. Our friend Noah, who sends us stuff all the time, yeah. he sent one in. So it's only a fourth time it's been submitted, sadly. I was hoping I'd be able to get a new player for, for SJ, but sadly not. Yeah, um, but it's still an interesting, an interesting development, nonetheless. I was quite excited when I saw it. I was like, "Fucking hell!" I don't think I've ever seen that one before. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Good stuff. Um, well, all right, Peter. I think that's pretty much all we've got time for, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday for more of this if you'd like to get in touch uh, in the meantime hello at lookingpeachshow.com uh, we're on TikTok we're on uh, the, old, uh, the old Twitters the old Instagram get involved guys uh, check us out and we'll see you on Monday yeah we're, we're on TikTok as well yeah yeah we're on TikTok yeah I read a really interesting article about TikTok the other day it was kind of weird I might share it on the Luke and Pete show uh, Twitter it's called the Inshitification of TikTok which is a really good headline <laughs> as well anyway yeah It'll see you later see you on Monday have a good weekend yeah <laughs> Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50-80% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 